Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And as always, I'm George. Hey, George, question for you. Yeah? Could you, within the next 47 and a half hours, find me someone you haven't seen in at least three years and Mm -hmm. help me bring them to justice and or shoot them in the face? I mean... I'm pretty smart, so you'll get laid. Probably, I'll trade you some sex <laughs> with someone who's Try not me. Get mean. some trim. <laughs> get some trim on the get way. Get some trim maybe. on the way. Yeah. See, that's a deal <laughs> sure. you can't refuse, guys. We watched a classic '80s actioner, 48 Hers. Hers. <laughs> it's exactly how you have to search it too. It is not an it. internet search-friendly title. Um, no, not as bad as the movie X, which recently came out and was very difficult to search for. Uh, this one is second hardest, 4-8 space HRS period, starring Nick Nolte in a very <laughs> That'll get you there. And Eddie if that Murphy. doesn't get you there, add 1982. It was as After hard to find as find True it. Lies. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. That it was true free on Paramount Plus for me. I mean, I guess I already paid nice. for Paramount Plus, but yeah, no additional charge. Hey, uh, speaking That's of which, ironic. Travis, did you ever find your yes. DVD? No, man. You know how pissed I was that I had to pay for this movie, and I have probably three copies of it somewhere. Man, I'll tell you, I love physical media as much as the next guy, but if you don't have critically important organization skills, well, I've been, and I have an entire rack. <laughs> rack. I have an entire rack. <laughs> he doesn't I don't even, even have a DVD. You literally. got me a DVD rack. <laughs> I have a whole rack that I've been transferring movies over to that are. St- specifically for this podcast. So. I don't own a DVD. <laughs> no, I own like 2,000 in one. Actually, we should make that a contest for all of our listeners. Everybody guesses how many DVDs Travis has, and then we actually <laughs> count them. I can't even guess because I can't <laughs> find them all. <laughs> I was so pissed off. I was like, I can't believe I'm buying this. <laughs> Again. Whatever. It was it's worth fine. it. It's fine. Now, had you seen this before, George? No. Had you ever heard of this movie before, George? I don't think so. Okay. I also uh, had never seen this movie before. This was a (gasps) first-time watch for me. Oh, you're going to hate it. And I love to (gasps) not tell Travis when I haven't seen a movie that he wants to watch because this moment in the show when he realizes, like, oh, no. screwed. What have I done? Well, there's no science in this movie, so that's good. That is true. There was no, but, no and Travis came with notes. I have notes. Oh, you brought notes. Oh, nice. Shit. So if he's got to carry it, he can. Well, he's gonna have to. Uh, oh no! I think I think Dan liked this movie. Do you guys think I like this movie? I I'm hoping you did, but I can understand if you didn't. I think my on. position with this show going forward and has been for a while is, I don't really care if you liked it because you probably should have liked it. And so if you don't like it now, hopefully you understand by the end of the show why you were wrong. Why you should like it, exactly. That's the original premise of the show. We're going to explain to you why you're supposed to like it. Yes, (laughs) yeah, and I... I understand Unless that. Unless it's 12 Monkeys, then that's I understand possible. that. In the past, I, I've gotten frustrated because I don't like something, and then you just tell me I'm wrong because I don't know anything, and I'm like, well, I mean, like, it's... You're 100 you know, it's in. subjective you you at this know point. Something, though. You know? It's, it's subjective, right? You can not like a movie. Yeah. But also flip side of the coin that's the whole point right you're not going to show me bad movies actually that's not no true. we have, we have. <laughs> but anyway but sometimes they're leading us to the good movies that's that's yeah, true and sometimes they're the exact movie you asked for and then you realize why did i ask for this movie <laughs> silent night comma deadly night <laughs> no or that dvd i have or or the jason uh where he becomes a <laughs> part nine becomes a a, a pathogen and spreads oh, that yeah. COVID, so COVID Jason yeah, COVID Jason basically <laughs> oh you mean Jason goes to hell yeah goes is to that hell. the one what are you walking <laughs> Jason goes to hell oh my wow. gosh and I'm coming to you guys from my new recording studio which I haven't yes. ironed out Yay. all the kinks yet so if you hear a little, little more echo than normal I'll, I'll be working on that over the next few weeks uh, but thank so if you, we suck it's your fault thank you for your patience with any echoes or you know uh Strange new noises. Still getting used to the new space. Nice. But I did get all my DVDs and Blu-rays and 4Ks into my DVD closet of doom. Nice. Which it turns out I accidentally overbuilt. So now I need like 40% more DVDs. Oh, man. What are you going to do? I'm going to buy more DVDs. Damn right. Yeah. 
box sets. Oh man, all the box <laughs> sets as long as they're standard size. Now you have to find the Halloween with the snow globe. <laughs> That'll take up a few pieces. Uh, yeah, well, we've already got 4K spots. Halloween. I'm going to stick with that. Anyway, guys, 48 hers. Uh <laughs> Like I said, I'd never seen this before, and I have my preconceived notions of what Eddie Murphy can be as a valuable player in a movie. Uh, mm. I'm guess this is like his first big movie, so that's interesting this to see like first the prototype, first like you know what what could first he movie. be, uh, shining he's through nine. what he isn't yet, which is pretty right. fun. This is Eddie Murphy's first movie. He's like nineteen, twenty years old in this movie. Yeah, this is his first movie. Oh my God! Has his, uh, what do you call it? His he uh, was doing stand up before he did movies, right? Yes, so he was on SNL already. Okay, and he was uh, had he done uh, what are the two main big stand ups? Raw and Delirious. He, yes, he did neither of those yet. He, he hadn't done those yet. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's funny. And I think Delirious. Because I thought was the like I thought the red suit in the trunk was kind of like a throwback to mm-hmm. his uh, what he wore. This oh my god, he hadn't worn that suit yet. He hadn't worn any of that. He hasn't he hadn't done he'd been doing stand up. Right. But like in the clubs, not on HBO. Right, right, right. He was on wow, SNL. Oh, that this. blows my mind, bro. Yeah. And a lot and of this is improv. Amazing so. in this movie. Yeah. For a first movie. Holy shit. Yeah. And he almost got fired for not being funny enough. So explain <laughs> that to me. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. He was really kind of going for it at times, like the drama, you know, the serious acting thing in a yeah. a way that I hadn't ever seen him just fully commit to. What's funny yeah. is he in his stand up, he does a uh, a character, not a character like most people do with characters, but he has like this thing that he when he imitates guys from his neighborhood and they they're like loud talkers. And when he does that a few times in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and he, like he starts yelling, getting all this attitude, and when he does that in this movie, I was like, because I, I was watching it with my wife, and I kind of paused it because the kids were kind of in the area, and it was the torches, torches scene, the the bar, the redneck yeah. bar, yeah. And I was like, I said, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's a I'm lot. Like, I this is this is a classic scene, and I know there's a lot of f bombs, and there's a lot of shit going on. Uh, we might have to send them in the other room because I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't seen this in a while. And, yeah, it was everything I remembered. So I was like, okay, good. I'm glad I sent them out of the room. But, yeah, he just he, he goes up to 11 a few times in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Dan probably. He really does. <laughs> and I, I mean, the chemistry between um, Nick Nolte. Murphy and Nolte yeah. is it's fantastic. This is categorized as like one of the first buddy cop movies. Yeah. But I think that's for comedy action. Cause okay. like there were a few like there's in the heat of the night and like other movies, but they were serious. They weren't, you know, they weren't yeah. like this kind of movie. The, yeah. The shtick. Uh, even though there was serious tones, is obviously, and I don't, I don't really consider it a buddy cop buddy movie. Well, it's not a buddy cop movie right. because I, I consider there's it only like one a, cop. Right, but the whole you know f- don't belong with each other kind of thing that's like a trope for buddy cop movies. So it's mm-hmm. like you know Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Like it's just they're two people that don't belong together, and then they yeah you know hilarity ensues. But uh, this one kind of forgot about the hilarity ensuing at times. But like, I to me, this looks like as a you know a newcomer to the movie, kind of like the town that dreaded sundown kind of thing, where it's like they're on the cusp of a new money making formula, but they're not right. quite there yet. So right. that was cool to see like Dirty Harry lean into being an a hole, right? Because <laughs> the thing about the Dirty Harry character is they always come back to like, yeah, he's gruff, but he has heart. And this Nick Nolte character was a lot more like, yeah, he's gruff, and he kind of really sucks, but like, yes. it gives him room to grow, you know. I th- I think that's m- there's more, and there's not much of a redemption, but there, there's kind of an arc there for oh, him. Oh, there sure is. So oh yeah, there's like, an arc, but he just he and, gives himself so much room to grow by being kind of irredeemable right. for half this movie. Yeah, yeah, and I think they do that on purpose. And there's yeah, a few sure. 
cop movies that are like that where they make the guy complete uh, just a complete low life to where you're you're like this guy's a loser instead he's not really a loser he's just a sh- a, he's just a curmudgeon he's just such a shitbag he doesn't i don't know i i he there was no redeeming quality to him until he met you know Reggie Hammond then they kind of he realized cuz i think they have an exchange in the movie where he says you know when they talk about where he apologizes for being such a bigot and all this stuff and then he's like you know it comes with a job and then Eddie's like it's a little more than that and then they laugh about it because he's right like and then yeah. they, they go from him basically being established as racist individually to even showing the captain being just as bigoted to yeah. where it kind of it solidifies that they're part of the system yeah, it's kind of a progressive idea. Like they're very for they're, the, uh, for this time period. Right. I would they're think. they're implying not so much racist, but definitely prejudice. Like there's a prejudice yeah. there that they all have, and they faced Even, it in a way that I didn't expect them to just go head on with. So right. that was interesting. But, it was definitely but they covered on the other end too. Like yeah. uh, Reg, Reggie Hammond's just as bigoted and just as prejudiced. But I don't think neither. I don't think either of them are racist. But they definitely have major prejudices that put them in their, you know. Well, I think spot. it's a it's a combination. It's a combination of I think they use uh, they use race to put down the convict, right? Because I think at the end of the day, I don't want to put thoughts in people's minds, but just what my observation is. Um, and actually, no, not just my observations. There's studies that have been done about this where cops get into a you're either good or bad kind right. of mentality. And if you're a quote-unquote convict, then that's all you'll ever be. You're lower and low. That, exactly. That is just like how cops see you. And then I think all like the race stuff that was on top of that is just a vehicle to put Well, I think they're in, down. Are they in Louisiana? Where are they? They're in San Francisco. San Francisco. That's right. Yeah, the hills and stuff. The original so, script was based in Louisiana. <laughs> it's funny he mentioned Dirty Harry. Uh, Clint Eastwood, when they first thought of this movie, was actually on board to play the convict part, mm. which would have been interesting. That would have been when you way I less didn't effective. Think you were going to say but... convict. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The original idea that was... wouldn't have been funny at all. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny originally. Yeah, I think I it's think better funny. It. Yeah, they yeah. they had like this whole almost like a like a blowout kind of uh storyline where it's a little bit more almost like Silence of the Lambs where they have a high high level high profile kidnapping they have to find them in 48 hours. So it's yeah. kind of like a almost exactly like Silence of the Lambs. Right. But they had many rewrites. At some point it looks like they moved it to LA. Didn't they start in San Francisco? They must have started in San Fran. Or, and it may just be that they used a lot of LA locations, or Sacramento, or like there was a, there was definitely like they didn't illegal. do a great job of <laughs> establishing where we were. I had multiple thoughts no. the whole time, like, are we in New York? Because certain shots look New York, but then certain yeah. shots are very California. Yeah, it was definitely California. I don't know. I'll probably cut anyway, all this out because we actually, don't know where it was set. Where was this thing? No, set? don't don't cut it out because <laughs> it's um, a failure of the movie. Like, that, where is that, this movie? No, no, yeah, but don't cut it out because there's more uh, about that that I'd like to talk about. Um, like as a movie, as you know, as a whole, the movie had flaws, right? Oh yeah. So that's one of them. The you know lack of you know if I watch this whole movie and I don't know where it's based, that's a problem. Unless you know? it's purposely done. Like uh, Seven didn't establish the name of the city. No, didn't but they establish- established. They definitely established San Francisco in the beginning when. Uh, and also the other thing is continuity. Uh, no, she tells a story about San Francisco being the coldest winter was in San Francisco. Oh, that know. is yeah. true. Yeah, it is San Francisco. She does so say why that is all of it shot in L.A.? Uh, That's weird. That's weird. Do they have those steep hills in L.A.? I don't think so. No, that's those, what I'm saying. Like, he gets out and he drives. I think it was based in San Francisco. Maybe that's where she lives and he has to drive. How far away is San Francisco from L.A.? Way it doesn't far matter. away. Okay, all right, so then it's definitely not. No, that it's he's San Francisco. Francisco. It's just they shot for. all of the outdoor locations for like buildings and stuff in LA. Yeah, that's a weird so, choice. So the and the other thing, uh, like just 
continuity wise there was just things that like didn't make sense and maybe like actually let me ask a question he pours whatever is in his flask in the mug of coffee mm-hmm. right did he purposely not drink the coffee or bring it with him at all I don't know. Or was that just an oversight? Like, he never... It could have been just an oversight, or it could have been a character choice. Like, Well, he was drinking out of the flask later. I think that was probably just continuity. No, I get that, but the scene goes, he pours alcohol in his coffee, she tells him that's not a great way to start a morning, Mm They freak out and he and he leaves after they like they basically make up. He thanks her for the coffee that he never drank right. and leaves. Yeah. Did they do that on purpose? Like she convinced him not to drink the alcohol coffee? Maybe. Or was it just a continuity thing? I would normally have said like, hey, let's look at the scene again and see if we can figure it out. But here's the thing about 48 hours that I noticed right away today. Uh, our friend Nick Nolte, who is based in, I guess, San Francisco, the land of Dirty Harry, carrying the same firearm as Dirty Harry at the beginning of the movie, uh, intentional choice. Uh, he must have borrowed it directly from Dr. Loomis because it <laughs> shot seven times when he had it. You know, And then son I... of a gun, the bad guy gets his gun. It makes it shoot again. eight times without relo- reloading. So I'm going to chalk a lot of this up to just sloppy continuity. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of sloppy continuity. And with the uh, the car uh, chases, not really. Uh, yeah, I guess they're car chases. The they scene, avoided car chases because it really wasn't a big thing yet. That's okay. That's okay. Well, what yeah. I'm going to say about the car chases is that they definitely used the same film Yes. more than once. I'm glad you caught that. Because like you're talking about the very beginning, they use. Later on, you <laughs> see the the speedster. Yeah. Uh, that um, Luther's driving, and they're following him. You see the same car, yeah. so good, multiple times. But you see that car in the beginning when he's driving to work, and and I'm like, that's Luther's car because I know. Right. And I'm like, oh, there's Luther's car, and it's like an hour before you even know who Luther is, and they're cha- they're following him, but it's not them because he hasn't met Reggie Hammond yet. Uh, that that footage ends up in the movie Commando as well. <laughs> oh, that's great! You see, you see Luther's car in the so, in a stock shot. So, it's like that's Luther's car in Commando. Right. So there's also when when um they're in the uh they're in the Cadillac and mm-hmm. they're basically having a gunfight in the street, um, between the Cadillac and the bus. Yes. Oh yeah, right? the stagecoach oh. moment where if they just would have yeah. shot the driver of the bus, the whole thing would have been fine. <laughs> Yes, right. <laughs> and Gans is a terrible shot. Or the or the tire, maybe. Yeah. He's uh, firing a cannon and it's not even hitting the windshield. Dude, at some <laughs> point, uh, my uh, my wife came home like halfway through the movie and she watched a little bit of it with me. And it was at the it was the the very last chase where they're trying to get um, uh, Gans right. Mm-hmm. And they're just shooting back and forth. I'm like, these fucking stormtroopers can't hit yeah. shit. Like it's the entire movie, the entire movie. No one can hit shit mm-hmm. with their guns. It's like, what is this like? You know, except for the cop in the beginning. Historic, uh, like the Revolutionary War <laughs> times where I uh, just pulling their muskets out. Ah, uh, but just anyway, for, you um, know, watching that scene with the bus reminded me of an old quote from John Ford, where somebody had asked him, you know, why didn't the Native Americans just shoot the horses at the beginning of Stagecoach? And he said, well, then there wouldn't have been a movie. Yeah. So. The bus scene had yeah. to go as it did. Well, that's not what I was going to say. I was just going to say there's a there's a sp- specific where the car hits the bus and swerves off of it. Mm-hmm. I saw it at least twice. <laughs> the yep. exact mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. maybe three times. It was expensive. Most movies they are made in editing. When they're editing a movie, sometimes they're like we we need a one more car hit. Just one so more. So they go hit. back and they grab the same one and they <laughs> repeat it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They could have uh, at least like editing. zoomed it in differently or something. Yeah, and then like the way he it's drives the car. There were certain parts of this movie that made me think is the satire, right? Okay. So and those parts were, um, not in any particular order. When uh Luther drives out the parking garage, mm-hmm. right, and they're gonna tail him. It throws it in reverse. Wait, like they're not not. 
like, quietly. And then <laughs> they're, they're then they're quietly tailing Luther. Like Luther didn't just see this guy wailing out of the driveway behind right. him backwards into a four he's, lane he's highway. A little preoccupied, Luther, dude. <laughs> And just the way he drove the car through the entire thing in general right. was like way over the top. Yes. And what's funny is I know we won't watch this movie on this show, but we might have to just for this, the very reason that we're talking about. There's a movie called Last Action Hero. Okay. It's a Schwarzenegger movie. Okay. Where he plays a satirical version of Arnold mm-hmm. who comes out of the movie screen and is in real life. That sounds fantastic. It's, it was one of those things that looked great on paper, and I think it just never caught on. There okay. are some great parts about it because the the satire of it, but that kind of stuff, like just the the huge K turns without even touching the you know the brake, just totally skidding out and getting into a parking spot, like all those yeah. things are just obnoxious. That's because of movies like this where it's just like, come on, that's not really happening. But they took themselves seriously. They didn't airplane it. They were like, "Yeah, no, this is the way that uh, he's driving. This is this is how he drives." Yeah, some of the some of the lines at the very end delivered by uh, by Gans. Gans. Yeah, Gans. Oh, you shot Gans, me, Gans. The sh- you G- shot yeah. me line. Yeah, like he's cringe. killing me. <laughs> he's <laughs> killing me. I'm like, this is this acting is so bad. What's sad is he and he was he's bad. good through. Uh, I won't say he's he's good through the whole movie, but he definitely doesn't stick out like a sore thumb until the end. Okay, I thought because he's really not in it that much. I had an like a like a eh feeling about him the entire time, and it was like confirmation bias, I guess. At the very end, I was like, right. see, I knew he was a terrible actor this he's, whole time. He's wish dot com. Yes. Willem Dafoe. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always been wish.com Willem Dafoe. Uh, Dan loved him in the in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I'm sure. Mortal Kombat. He was Raiden in, in, uh, in that movie. Oh, yeah, he so, was not even, yeah, he was knock, knock off wish.com Christopher off Lambert. Lambert, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, we can't get Lambert again? Yeah. Let's get the guy from 48 Hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Hers. 48 Hers. Hers. So, directed by Walter Hill, this movie, yes. uh, who, I guess, produced Aliens. Yes. He acted in Messiah of Evil, uh, which uh, you guys probably never heard of, but is a fun little weird 70s horror zombie flick thing. And mm. he directed a movie that I didn't like, uh, Streets of Fire. Shout out to Ken, yes. my buddy who loves it. Uh, good for you, man. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> jive with it. But uh, when I'm watching the last shots in Chinatown, and I'm like, wow, the lighting design looks really cool. This is like mm-hmm. the edge of the beginning of the 80s when stuff's getting purple and pink and blue and weird. And I was like, this almost looks like that Streets of Fire movie, but like uh, only good. And then right. I looked, I was like, oh my God, it's the same guy. He just <laughs> like, he saw that, la- he showed that last scene and I was like, hey, well, didn't this look great? Let's do this for an hour and a half but set it in an alternate past <laughs> and Dan's going to hate it. But uh, yeah. the, I, the I, little microdose of it that we got in this movie was great. I don't hate Streets of Fire, but again, I'm 10 years older and I was a kid when that movie came out and that was like pre-comic book movies. It was that's, kind of That's your of Three Ninjas? Yeah, Not that's my Travis's Three Ninjas. Three ninjas. I yeah. had a huge crush on Diane Lane and she's in that and... Mm. and uh, I don't know. I I just I liked. It's weird. Like Rick Moranis is in it, and he plays like a like a stage manager. <laughs> he plays Rick Moranis. No, he plays like a badass. Oh, it's, like, really? it's like, dude, you're Rick Moranis. Yeah, like, it's look pretty wild. That that was the yeah. coolest part for me was to see him play against type. Yeah, he was playing like a real real uh little dick. That's like, cool. He, he was. He was good, and and Mike Michael Pere, I liked him from the outside, uh, not the Outsiders, uh, you know, Eddie and the Cruisers. And then Willem Dafoe was the villain, and he was like an unknown, but he was just he was creepy. I don't know. It was that again, sounds like an all star cast. Ten year old me loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm willing to watch it. It reminds me but a little it, bit of the Mario movie, just with a slightly ooh. more coherent plot. But it's like overproduced, kind of Blade Runner levels of like too much production. Yeah, that I kind of lose touch with the reality I'm looking for. Yeah, it was like Blade Runner meets Grease. <laughs> yeah, you. 
Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I don't think I own it, so I can't let you buy but it. But I thought of it like a, uh, you know, when you go to like Costco and they have the samples and you try yeah. something you're like, wow, this is really good. This is like salty and mmm, you know, I'll, I'll buy a box of this. And then you get Streets of Fire and you're like, oh, it's too salty. Like the first bite was great, but now it's nothing but salt. Ugh. That was my uh, 48 hours versus Streets of Fire experience. I hear you. That's a good analogy. 48 Hours is good, though. I like this movie, guys. It was fun. Like, it wasn't fun uh, in a traditional, like, buddy cop sense, but, like, it was an entertaining watch. It was kind of like, ugh, at times. Kind of, it had, like, porkies. Shades of porkies. Yeah. Mixed in. uh, And weirdly serious at times. But overall, I dug it. I I would put this up there with, you know, like a like a trading places. Oh, I liked it better than trading places. But I mean, like in the in the normal like everyday person that grew up watching those movies, like trading places is like in some people's top ten movies. Oh, I I see what you mean. Put put this up there, even with like a Ghostbusters. Like it's not as funny as Ghostbusters, but it has that rewatchability for me. Like I, yeah. I have kind of a nostalgic Travis Travis loves this movie because this is like one of the first R rated movies that my dad let me watch mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of inside jokes from it. Uh we would quote it all the time. It like became our movie. There is some boobs in it, but Yeah. I was like ten year old, like, so wow, it was like boobs in it. It was like uh <laughs> the uh the scene in uh vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's that pre-mid-80s breast augmentation boom. Yeah. So all the women look like fit and natural, which is kind of the style again now. But for the past 40 years, it really hasn't been the style in movies. So that's fun. And this movie has one of those moments that we got very heated on about uh, American nudity. How do you mean? One of the girlfriends of... Billy Bear. I can't remember which one. The one with the bat. This okay. girl thinks she's Babe Ruth. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she's she was around. She became really big in the Star Trek world. Okay. And she was the mom in Pet Cemetery, and she she just became like a big A list actress. Serious turtlenecks. <laughs> like when I saw her in this, I was like, oh my god, that's. I just saw her boobs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have never in my life would have thought. It's like, it's just one of those people that you didn't ever think was going to do a, a nudity scene. Anyway. I don't know the timeline. Did she do all that turtleneck stuff before she did this? No, this this was, she was very this young was, in this movie. This was early, so, and then she did all the turtleneck stuff. Yeah, so I can't remember what her name is. Um, I'm, I don't have, uh, I don't want to bother anybody with a with a quick search, but yeah. Some some Star Trekky out there is gonna be like, oh yeah, we love her. So that was special for you? No, it wasn't special for me. It was one of those things that I recognized her. I've seen this movie a hundred times, and so I just recognized her this time watching it, saying, "Oh my god, that's that's what's her name from Star Trek." So it was special for you? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm just special. kidding. It's it. So what you're saying is it could be special for some <laughs> it people. It could be special <laughs> for some people. Guys, this movie was special for me. Dan had a special <laughs> moment in this movie. I'm going to tell you about it. Did you? Uh, guys, they go to the apartment of the girlfriend. Girlfriends? Are they a couple? At one point, they say no. something really negative about the two being a couple, but I think they were just bashing right. their masculine. I don't know. Yes. That was a mess. Uh, there's a lot of problematic a, treatment a miss of or homosexuality. A mess. Uh, mess. This is... A lot of problem, uh, problem, problematic uh, handling of homosexuality and this is not a progressive in this uh, no, kind of movie. No, certainly not. <laughs> There's a lot of f words that are not fuck. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. they go to that apartment, and the two women that live together are watching an aerobic video. Yes, dude. I was gonna say this. This is why. This is. I mean, Friday Four has that weird yes shot for the movie. Made by the producers of Friday Four for the movie aerobics video. It has to be because this is in 48 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
They were just like, hey, 48 Hours has it, so let's make one of our own and put it in Friday 4. Guys. As someone who grew up that, in that year, those years, those were huge, those aerobic videos. Did they like, look they like that? All over the t- I mean, like, if yes. you watched them on TV. <laughs> they had, like, the rotating 360 camera and wow. everything. Wow, yeah. what a They were on, like, a spinning alive. stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I saw that in Friday 4, I was already familiar with those things. Gotcha. There was a guy. There was a couple like exercise things that would be on in the morning, and it was like uh, there's like a famous guy, not not as famous as Richard. Simmons. It was just to make sure that like all the twelve year olds woke up in time for <laughs> yeah, school. We had something to watch when we were eating breakfast before <laughs> <Yeah>. school. <laughs> um, but yeah, if that if you had enough time, you could find those aerobic uh, things on TV. So Very wild. Strange. But yeah, I've always if, wondered if like, you were that motivated. If you're that motivated. <laughs> as a person who prism. grew up after that <laughs> period, I always wondered like what in the hell is going on in Friday four? Uh and thank you, Friday four, but also what in the hell? And so to see it in this movie, I was like, Oh my god, like yeah, here it is, here it is before Friday four did it. Uh did I mention to you guys that the video from Friday four shows up in another movie? No. No. I was uh on the my, exact same one. The exact same one is playing in the background of a party scene at like a mansion in the movie Forbidden Games from the okay. 90s. Uh, that's the one where it's like a uh, Cinemax-type quality uh, yeah. American Jallo with a a detective that can like... I, fr- I haven't watched it in a long time, but he he's like a medium, but he has to make physical contact with you to be able to like read your your future, which is convenient for a softcore Cinemax <laughs> movie. He's, Got it. Right. Got to make contact. But there's also a character that talks to bugs. Is that a Shannon Tweed movie? It's it doesn't have Shannon Tweed in it, but she would improve the quality of the movie. Oh, okay. If she were Joan Severance, it. she was another one that was in everything. But uh, it's a good movie. I recommend it. It doesn't have a Blu-ray yet, but Forbidden Games, guys, it's really fun and shit. But it does have the Friday Four video in it, so that's cool. Well, <laughs> somewhere out there is a geek that has that aerobics video on Betamax. Yeah, <laughs> like I think that became huge with the VHSs. Like everybody's like, "Ah, oh, you got to see this." The fact that it like I've seen it in two movies already is scary enough. I don't own it though. I don't have it on DVD. Maybe I do, and I just can't find it. Well, when you watch <laughs> uh, Forbidden Games, guys, uh, not for the show probably, but maybe for a spinoff. Uh, hmm. But if you guys have watched Forbidden Games and you see how little, how how little of that video is actually in the movie. Remember that I caught that <laughs> and brought it up today. It's like it's it's like a split second. It's not the kind of thing I should have ever known or noticed, but here we are. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh overall, Dan, if you were going to give a letter grade to this movie, 48 hers, what would you give it? Uh it's a solid B+ plus from me. Oh, cool. Definitely one I'll watch again. I'm going in the same ballpark. I'm going to say A minus. Yeah. Sweet. I'm going to say uh, a D. It's terrible. Terrible pick. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, because it was <laughs> yours. <laughs> uh, Nostalgia so Travis. Quote, so quotable, though. Nostalgia Travis say. is like, A plus, plus, <laughs> plus, plus. plus. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so uh, you guys want to hear something kind of sad about my brain? Uh, no, sure. No, do we? Why the hell not? I don't know that I've ever seen Nick Nolte in any movie. Like, <sighs> I know the guy, right? Right. But in my brain, I mix him up, and this is horrible, with Gary Busey. <laughs> Oof. And so when I started to watch this movie, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> this guy. And I'm like, wait, this isn't the same guy. No. So I looked him up. I'm like, oh, I've never actually seen Nick Nolte in any movie. And also, yeah, he's not see, Gary Nick Busey. Nick Nolte to me is like if Josh Brolin uh, was like the brother of Gary Busey. <laughs> like if they were all related. that yeah. Or Jeff Bridges. Like he has that Jeff Bridges feel, Nick Nolte, to me. Yeah, he does, yeah. There's That's a few true. movies that came out that were really big uh, with him. He had like that Jeff Bridges career where he... He was like in everything, and then he was in nothing. I've seen Nick Nolte in a couple of things, but all supporting actor later in his career stuff. Like, when was his prime? What are his like prime movies besides Forty Eight Hours? Kate, uh, Fear, zip, bro. Maybe. 
Cape Fear was big. Uh, he was in that movie with Barbara Streisand. That was like a big thing. The mirror. Oh, you know, I watched I that one. No, no, you didn't <laughs> see that one. I'm just saying, like he was, he was a leading man at some point. It was weird. Yeah, I'm interested Blue to Chips see when was that kinda was. Big. I know. I I recognized his name when it came up on the credits. Right. Um. Huh. I don't know that I've ever seen him in, any, in anything. He reminded me of um. The guy from Saw and also Princess Bride. Oh, Carrie Elvis or Elvis? Yeah, kind of rem- kind of reminded me of him. <laughs> How in do you say more that guy's of this, name? The Saw version of him. I think it's Elvis. Elvis, but Elvis. Rachel Creed. I looked it up. That's the name of the. the That's the chick from Rachel Star Trek. Creed. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's big in the fandom. Um, well, hats off to her. Oh, Denise Crosby was in this movie? Wait a minute. I know her from Dolly Dearest. Which one was she? Oh, she was one of the girlfriends. There you go. Oh, she's the Star Trek one. That's the one you're looking for, dude, is Denise Crosby. Is that who it is? Yeah, because she was in Pet Cemetery. She's in. I know her from Dolly Dearest. (laughs) I'm an asshole. I only watched the shittiest of movies. That's her character name in Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Rachel Creed from Pet Cemetery, played by Denise Crosby. Played by Denise Crosby. Uh, Neve Campbell. Uh, Neve. 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 Neve me alone. It's, it's Neve Campbell. Neve Campbell. <laughs> yes. Campbell. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's funny. Because, yeah, I knew her as the kind of hot mom from Dolly Dearest, but she's here, not yet a mom, but still attractive. Hmm. And go. Annette O'Toole is another one that. Uh, she plays Kate's girlfriend. Yeah, I'd seen her she, and stuff, but she goes on to play uh Lois or Lana Lang in the Superman movies. And mm. she's like the friend in Cat People, which yes. is I guess the same year as this. Cat People is a fun one that we'll never watch on this show, but I'd like to. Mm. Any excuse to watch Cat People, guys. <laughs> that and what's the other one? Superman There's three. Another one. No, oh, no, God, no, it doesn't involve Superman doesn't involve 3. this actor at all. It's a, it's like a Cronenberg or something that you want me to watch. <laughs> uh, Naked Lunch? No, maybe it's not Cronenberg. It's a uh, uh, shit Cronenberg. I mean, he's got name bouncing around in his head. No, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have been trying to get you uh, to watch Cruising forever. Oh, no, not Cruising, <laughs> but that is one of them. If we you, watch yeah. Cruising, we're watching Streets of Fire. That's that's one of them. <laughs> I would but, watch um, Streets of Fire if we watch just Cruising to watch first. <laughs> Uh, Total Recall. Um, oh, Verhoeven. Ironside? Showgirls. Verhoeven. Yeah. Showgirls, yes. Oh, wolf. Showgirls is the one I was thinking of. Joe, we need a whole movie, second wolf. show just for the shitty movies I want to make you watch. <laughs> Cruising is not a shitty movie, though. It's a good movie. I think it, it might be a good idea to do like a uh, mystery science theater. For a bad movies. Type of type of setup for all these movies that Dan wants us to watch. I think you would are, have more that are fun. Bad, that are admittedly bad. We'll watch them. You would have more fun watching. Don't ever say them as a bad movie. I love them. It's good. The science <laughs> no, is better that, that. in them than it was in that shitty Jennifer Lopez movie. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, I'll let it go eventually. Uh, but yeah, I think a mystery science ants. theater. I think sitting around with Travis and I watching some of these movies would make you enjoy <laughs> them more because you wouldn't have time to be in your own head like, ugh, this acting. Instead, that's you'd true. be like laughing at how fun this movie is. Which is why you like Shaun of the Dead, because I was there the whole time watching it that's, with you, poking you, going, that was funny. You should laugh at that. No, I, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, I mean, you were, but that's right. not why I like it. Um, no, I think, I think you're right. What's I think one, uh, some, one of the reasons why when you show me a movie like that, that I don't really like it well, is because someone that there's, they, no one, there's no one here to share it with. Right. You know? Road trip, that's, dudes. Uh, like when we were watching the... Uh, psycho, and you were reacting to, um, what's her name going into the basement, and I and and you're like, you're like that guy going, don't go in there, <laughs> <laughs> like you were you were experiencing it with someone as opposed to just kind of watching it as a chore. But I don't know if the other person watching it is if they're like, you have to watch this, this is my favorite movie, then that puts it at a different level. There, then you're watching there it. There are many different dynamics to that yeah. you could be watching it with someone who loves it and and then that case it kind of like puts some pressure on you which is uncomfortable yeah but you could be watching it 
with I mean you could also be watching it with someone that loves it and you also love it and then it's not uncomfortable at all. It's pretty much every time I watch a movie with Gabe and he hates it. Yeah, a movie I love. there's yes. yeah, and there's yeah, it's not good. There's a bunch of different dynamics that can happen there. It's I think it's a it's a whole well that's untapped. Yeah. But then he winds up having like Weird Science being his favorite movie, and I'm like, oh okay, that's weird. <laughs> It is weird. That's very weird. It's a good and movie. That, he loves the Batman. He loves the Bat. Yeah. Also a Mr. good TikTok. movie. Very yeah. different. S- Mr. TikTok. I love Mr. TikTok. Three hour Batman, three hour movie. Batman movie. The most serious Batman movie. Yeah. Thus far. Shocker. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, the other the other trope in this movie that uh, made me remember this movie when we were watching. Bad Boys mm-hmm. is the Screaming Captain. Oh, I'm so glad you brought up Bad Boys. <laughs> but keep going. Yeah, the Screaming Captain. The ca- the Joey Pantoliano. Joey Pants, yeah. In Bad Boys is the exaggeration of every captain in every movie. Yeah. Uh, every Hill Street Blues episode. In like, Bad Boys, the original. Because yes. by Bad Boys Two, he's, he's taking a, Xanax. Yes, <laughs> which is which is hilarious. Yeah, woosa. <laughs> so I know we're not allowed to we're not allowed to talk about Bad Boys. I think what we I'm, should do. Let's talk I think about we it should. Anyway. Is that a post credits talk? No. Wait. Okay. Here's what I think we should check do. On. We should thank the listeners for their time, and then on the flip side of the little uh, music sting, I want to get a check in report with George, having now watched the first fifteen to twenty minutes of the first Bad Boys. <laughs> And then we'll have it on the record for later when we finally talk about bad boys. So, George, thank your listeners. Thanks, listeners. 48 hours. Go watch it if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. It's, yeah. it's good. And it was it's on Paramount show. Plus, so you don't have to pay that much for it. Yeah. Go get it. Coming out on 4K, too. Perfect timing. Luther, you better tell this guy something. He's having a ball with his car door. I don't think we talked enough about uh, Eddie Murphy's. Oh, no, we could do another half hour now. It's fantastic. I'm sure we'll get to it. Uh, what's funny? Oh, hey, we never told George what laugh. we're watching next week, by the way. Oh, we haven't done that yet. But the, the one laugh that he he does it twice. He doesn't do his... <laughs> yeah. He does that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally sarcastic. It's fantastic. For like 10 years, that was everybody's laugh. <laughs> like, whenever yeah. you... Yeah, like the, okay. It was almost like, okay, sure. Yeah. That laugh was like, all right, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> he did do the laugh once though, which made me happy. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, George, what are we watching next week? You, I have no idea. You don't know. Hey, Travis, what is I George watching next week? I don't know. Okay, um, good. Glad we got this out of the way. <laughs> I guess it's gonna be Showgirls then. Showgirls. Oh man, don't tease me like that. All right, we are going to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Go on. Uh, mm, keeping in in our. Uh, Tradition of learning something from other things that we watch. Okay. We're going to watch a movie called Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. Do you know anything about I that? I think so. What do you know? Uh, Chris Farley. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. He's ready. <laughs> Or am I thinking of the spoof of Beverly Hills Cop? I don't know. That was Chris Farley. We'll have to see next week. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod or on Twitter at remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with a very Chris Farley lacking Beverly Hills Cop. Wow. Your mama's all right. You know what? I'm just going to stop saying shit about movies that I haven't no. seen. Oh, I love it. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> Is that a movie about an earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> Is he wearing leather? <laughs> hey, I'm usually uh, really good at reading people, but like whenever I say something about a movie I haven't seen, like, to, like you guys could react any way, and I'm like, I, don't, I can't tell if I'm even close. What's funny is every time Dan... After we say that, and you give a completely uh, uneducated uh, assumption of what goes, we're okay. watching, he does the okay, and I picture him pushing his hair behind his ears like Wayne. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. okay. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that's fantastic. Oh, God. Okay, so As Bad Boys. Victor says what? Tell me about Bad yeah. Boys, George. 
Uh, bad boys. So, um, obviously for homework, I was supposed to watch bad boys and the, what I was trying to settle was whether bad boys, the original, not bad boys Two, the first one, Mm -hmm. whether it's boring or not. Well, apparently it is. (laughs) Don't say that. So, um, little, uh, little inside baseball for the, uh, listeners, uh, uh, Travis and Dan and I talk usually through a group chat mm-hmm, mm-hmm, frequently mm-hmm. about lots of different things. Whenever we it comes, share memes. Whenever it comes to talking about movies, we say save it for the pod, mm-hmm. right? So we'll talk about like it's very hard some things, but like that's just one thing that we don't talk about outside the podcast is movies, right? Unless they're movies it. that we've seen. Yeah, we want to lay it down. We want to so. Get it. Today we were in a group chat and I typed an entire paragraph about bad boys and I just had to delete it because I can't say it, mm. you know? And then, so then the ne- what I then sent was, quote, I just typed an entire paragraph about bad boys and had to delete it because I got to save it for a pot. So here's what I typed. Oh boy. I'm not sure if I'm going to be a good judge of whether bad boys is boring or not. When Bad Boys 2, which is supposedly the not boring one, bored me. <laughs> but it's subjective. So I have I had watched the first 15 or 20 minutes of it, mm-hmm. and that is not a dig that like I could only watch 20 right. minutes of it. No, I'm not being like- a prima donna. I was up at 5 a.m. tying up a tying in a transformer, and then I didn't stop Roll out. doing stuff until uh 11 o'clock when i got home right it, it, multiple different jobs whatever and then i was like you know what i'm wired let me pop in bad boys and i lasted 20 minutes just because i was just physically dead right so 20 minutes is not a knock on bad boys i'm trying so to think far what has happened in 20 minutes so far you know the what you didn't get in bad boys too with the relationship building between the two cops I was getting Mm -hmm. in Bad Boys which I liked Mm -hmm. the relationship I also like Joey Pants as Mm -hmm. like a a pill popping stressed out yeah totally like yeah exactly that was that was good too so I think that it's I think that I'm gonna like Bad Boys have you gotten to the girl yet I can't remember if she's in the beginning or the she's, girl. Yeah, there's a witness to something. I don't think so. Okay, well, it's someone you know, so I'm hoping you. Uh, then I probably didn't get to it. Yet. Okay. So, I I don't know. I, we'll see. I don't know because it, in on one hand the character development is 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 really good so far. But maybe it's because they're characters that I've seen know. before and I'm invested now. Whereas the when I would just jumped into Bad Boys Two, I was like, I don't care about this. <laughs> I don't care about these people. So no, like, it's almost like I'm watching a prequel. Yes, I was just gonna say it's kind of like sitting down after watching the original Star Wars trilogy, dabbling in in like the third movie from the prequels, where you're like, I know these people. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say it's like watching Rogue One. Okay. You know, like a good Star Wars movie. That's good. Um, so. I'm not sure how, where I'm going to land yet, but my first instinct was, well, like, the very, very beginning was, like, I, this is just going to be boring to me. But And it's not fair to you, Travis, because I didn't care about the one that was supposed to be interesting. Right. So, but then, it, you know, it kind of, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to land on it yet. I'm well, giving it a shot. To be continued, and I guess. You, <laughs> and you, Travis, assume that because I watched 20 minutes of it that... I was bored by it, or blah blah blah, and that's not. No, that's no. not what true. I, what I assumed was I saw the dots. <laughs> I saw the dots because I you was were typing, typing an entire and paragraph. Then, you, then they disappeared, yes. and then you were like, "I'll save it for the pod," and I'm like, "Because <laughs> we have to." That's right. Our rule. So I'm thinking, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I, he no, just went off on was, it and then realized dude, Travis is the biggest pessimist. I ever. am. <laughs> 
I am. Like, I'm Eeyore. And he's also like he's so <laughs> invested in like what my opinions are about movies. What the yeah. Why do you care what I, I care? Because I want you. Uh, I want you to like everything. I, I know like. you do. <laughs> I want to be. Uh, what's the word? I want to be confirmed as a as a movie fan. And if I like shit that no one else but likes, but it absolutely can't be that I was writing a, an entire paragraph no. about how much I loved it. And if how, you were and a girl, right you were. if you were a girl, and I asked you to the prom, and then I saw a bunch of dots, and then they disappeared. That's true. And then you said that would not be good. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> that would not yeah, be good. That's what it felt like. I yeah. was like, oh shit, oh man. All right, I but guess it's we'll also talk about like it. it also kind of speaks to your uh, whenever you try to call an audible when you think I'm not gonna like the movie. Yeah, it's just. Just love your personality. I have to say, man. I'm like 85 percent correct on that, though. <laughs> yeah, well, most of the time, yeah. But I just love that you're like, no, nah, just cancel the whole thing. It's gonna be a dumpster fire. Yeah, we're not fire. recording tonight because that shit's floating by on dude, fire. We're like over 100 episodes <laughs> in, and you're just like, this is just gonna crash the whole podcast at this point because I'm all sitting there going, oh god, he's gonna quit. This movie is gonna make him quit. He's gonna realize he's wasting his time, and we're wasting his time. And why spend the half hour to set up? When he's gonna spend twenty minutes shitting on it, that's what I think. So I'm like, oh god, he's gonna. All right, first of all, it doesn't take me half an hour to set up, but it does sometimes take me two and a half hours to watch the movie. (laughs) That if you decide to watch the whole thing, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Uh, Anyway, so yeah, that's bad boys so far. Thus far, I'm still uh, teetering (laughs) on the middle of the fence here. Okay. Just uh, I'll let you know when you watch it. Mm -hmm. Just send me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. That's it. You don't have to talk about it. Because it's killing me. No, no, we're going to talk about it. Okay. We're going to save it for the pod. Beauty. And guys, so next, uh, next credits. Just a little yeah. tease, but uh, it's getting awfully close to autumn. Mm. That's true. I'm very excited. Mm. It's my favorite season. Mine too. Yes. Yeah,